0: yo what's up everybody welcome back to the podcast and hey, we're gonna jump into a quick prayer real quick all right lord god thank you for bringing us here today father god thank you for allowing us to just um, talk and communicate father god to talk to each other see what's up what's going on and how everybody's feeling i pray father god that you would just bless everybody who's tuning in bless everybody who's listening and bless everybody around the world father god those that are hungry i pray that you fill their stomachs those that are tired i pray that you give them a place for a place of rest and i pray father god that you just help every single person in the world who's trying to seek after you father god i pray that if they seek father god that they will find and i pray that you would open up that door for them to find you and accept you and I also pray father god that we would have just the true understanding and the true meaning father god of what it is to find you seek you and hold on to you pray that you would just be with us watch over us guide us keep us safe and that you would just be with us in this podcast thank you god for bringing us here together i pray for my family all across the world I pray, God, that you would just allow them to be happy, blessed in whatever situation they're going through right now. I pray that you would just get them through it. In Jesus' name, amen. What's going on, fam? How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. You already know it's the Imperfect Man podcast. And um, yeah, what's cracking? What's what's crack-a-lacking? So your boy's in the new house. We're in the new apartment. y'all. I call house apartment, apartment house. You know what I'm saying? It's all the same to me. Um, but yeah, we, we're in the new apartment. So like I told you guys, we were supposed to move in on the 20th and then they had to push back our move in date to the 23rd or like the 22nd. So we started moving in a couple days ago and it's been pretty cool. So we started moving in and, um, Everything was cool, everything was you know, big chilling, and you already know how the devil likes to throw jabs, you know what I'm saying? Because when everything's going good, the devil wants you to feel down and out, you feel me? So we were driving, coming back to the store, my wife had to go back to work, she had to go to work in like 30 minutes. Well, on our way back from the store, our temperature light on our car went off. Man, I had heard, we had, I think she heard it too, but we, I had heard something when we pulled up to the store, but we, I heard it as soon as I got out of the car and we turned the car off and I didn't hear no more. I thought maybe it was a car around me or something else, you know, but I was like, ah, whatever. So we go in the store, we get what we, you know what I'm saying? Getting the groceries, got to get the roofless, you know what I'm saying? Got some chocolate pretzels, all the good stuff, you know what I'm saying? Some milk, got the goodies, right? So then we dip. And on our way back, like two minutes before we get to the crib, the temperature lights going off. And then we start to notice that the AC is blowing hot and we're like, oh, shoot. And I was like, man, I was like, something's wrong with the car. So immediately I just we just prayed. Right. We prayed that we'd make it home, that we wouldn't break down. And as soon as we pulled into the gate, the car broke down so unfortunately the car broke down right before a bump so i couldn't push it over i think like 10 15 minutes went by maybe maybe 20 i don't really know but some guy came out um, shout out to him i I didn't I, i didn't get his name but he does um i think he was he said he works on jets or something he was in a military outfit and he helped me push it and we parked it and i was like damn that sucks so my car broke down and um yeah so now we had a diagnosis and we need a new fan and a new radiator and i was like yo that sounds expensive and i looked online it was like probably like three four hundred bucks for for what i needed and i was like yo that's a lot of money so my pops he called this place and they got the parts for like 110 115 and then i was like all right bet Well, then we had some other stuff pop up. And they're like, dang, now we won't be able to get the parts because we got to pay these bills. You know, we're supposed to do some, we're supposed to get like extra, like an extra credit on our first month's rent because they moved us in so late. Well, right now that credit's not in the account. So we don't really know what's going on, what's going to happen. So then I was like, so basically right now we're living on faith. You know what I'm saying like shout out to my mom cause she's helping us and my my pops um they're helping us out they're giving us like they're giving my lady rides to work and stuff and letting us borrow the car and uh on top of that we still gotta get all of our stuff out in like five days but my lady works the next like three four days right so it's just a lot going on and of course, like you know i was talking to my pops i was like yo that's crazy how like like the lord will bless you with some something beautiful and of course the devil is just trying to take it away you know what i'm saying like he don't want you to feel happy like yo you got you feel like yo you got these good things going on you know it's a beautiful time right now you're supposed to enjoy your moving and then he takes away the car you know what i'm saying And then I was trying to get my internet on for like three days. They were telling me that I had to go down there and I don't have a car. So we weren't going to have internet. And then like the day that I'm recording this, Saturday, June 25th at like nine o'clock, we got this notification saying that the internet's on. And I was like, what? We had to switch out the box. You know what I'm saying? So the Lord's pulling up. So we got to get the parts, right? And we found a mechanic that says he could get the parts and he could do it for 500 I was like, dang, man, that sucks. I don't got 500 I don't even got 200 for the parts. But I know God will open up the door. And I got a call earlier this morning. A, um, the neighbor across the Street said he'll do it for free just by the parts. What? Yeah. He said he'll do it for free. And I was like, bad, say less. My pops called me, I hung up, and I was like, yo, thank you, God, you know, because I was going to try to do it, because I just don't got 500 bucks, I don't got 200 bucks, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for that, but I know that the Lord will provide, you know what I'm saying, Um, but it's just crazy how you getting hit, and I I, I told my wife, I was like, it's like joke like, Job was just getting, he was just getting, like, teed off on, you know what I'm saying? If you don't know what that means, it's, like, when somebody's, like, just hitting you, and you're not, like, you can't fight back, basically. Like, you're not, like, you're trying to fight back, but you can't get nothing going, or you're trying to throw a punch, and they just hit you with, like, eight punches, right? So you're getting teed off on. And uh, it's, like, you're punching back, basically. And I was, like, yo, babe, it's, like, we're, we're like, Job, like, the devil really, he's, like, He's really trying to come at us. He's really trying to ruin our blessing. He wants us to remember that our car broke down and not that we have a beautiful new apartment. He wants us to remind us us that our floor got messed up while we were moving in and that we don't have a beautiful apartment. He wants to remind us that we don't got no car to go anywhere to get groceries to do nothing. We we barely, you know, by the grace of God and and, um, the love of my parents, they're letting us borrow the truck right now to go get stuff from the apartment and my lady's been using it to go to work, but we still got two weeks till we get money, right? Saying all that, I say this, in times of, in times of blessings, if something hard hits you and tries to take that blessing away, don't let it wake up every day and be grateful for the blessing that you got and be grateful for the trial that you got because if you're going through something right now it's because god loves you that much right god loves you so much he's like go ahead do that because i know they're gonna stay faithful to me and if you don't know the lord and you're like yo what about me then that means god's doing something to you that he's trying to pull you in closer you know what i'm saying like God wants you, he's He's allowing the devil to hit you with some stuff that you may not be expecting, but he's letting you He's letting it happen, so you call upon the Lord. What do we do? You know what I'm saying? Most of us, no matter how gangster you are, no, no matter what, right? You call upon the Lord when you're in trouble. Oh, Lord, please don't let me go to jail. You know what I'm saying? All that stuff, right? I remember I went to court, and uh, I knew I wasn't going to go to jail. But there's always that little like doubt, right, in your heart. If you guys don't know, um, I had a misdemeanor um, for fighting. So I had, they, um, I tried to say it was self-defense, but um, they looked at us and they, they assumed I was the attacker. So I went to jail, rightfully so. I was in a bad place. I was in a bad environment. And um, I just wasn't close to God, but God wanted me to get close to him. I was still running from him. You know what I'm saying? I was still doing my thing. But um, I had my court date. And then we did, I, did some, I did something after, too, that wasn't the smartest thing. But I had my court date, and they brought up two cases. And I was like, dang. I was like, yo, I could go to jail. And I was like, dang, man, okay. I know I'm not going to go to jail because this is my first offense. So hopefully, like, they won't put me in jail. They'll have some some grace on me, right? But in the back of my mind, I was like, yo, I could really go to jail right now. I would have to go to jail, I think, for like 60, 60 days or like 60-something days maybe. So it's like two months, right? And uh, I was like, okay, that could happen. And I talked to the dude and he was like, well, you could do a plea deal and you would plead guilty. So instead of me saying like, yo, like I can, like I can fight it and just not do it. But if I fight it and I lose, I'm going to jail. Or I could just say, yeah, I beat the dude up. It was my fault. Take a plea deal, have a a year of unsupervised probation, and then you're good. Right. And I was like, cool. My lady was like, and it's so weird because I was like, I, I'm do that for sure. And I talked to my lady like for a quick second. And she's like, yeah, do that. And I was like, okay. So I did that. I pled guilty. I did my um, my probation. And basically it was just like I couldn't get pulled over. I couldn't have contact with the police. If I had any contact with the police whatsoever... I'd go to jail for a minimum, at least six, or a minimum of sixty days, and a maximum of six months. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It might be um, less than that. I'm not really sure. I think it was just all up to the judge. But um, yeah, like in that time, I was just like, yo. Like I could go to jail. Like there was still a part of me that was like, like me being ignorant, but really me like really thinking about it and being smart about it like nah, really I really could go to jail like they really could just be like nah you know what I'm saying the option of the plea could not even be on the table right and you're thinking you're like dang you would think that would wake you up right well two three years later is when I finally decide to fix my life right and it's like, yo, I had a wake-up call. I had more wake-up calls after that. Yet I still didn't wake up, right? I say that to I say all that to say this. God will throw things in your direction to call upon him. God will throw things in your direction whether you know him or you don't to ask somebody to show you grace and mercy because there may be nobody around you that will show you grace and mercy. You might get a judge or an a, a, a enemy, an uh, enemy, quote unquote enemy, you know what I'm saying? Because we're supposed to love our enemies, but an enemy or somebody we don't like or a friend that we know is kind of like dissing us behind our back and we might see them and know that they're plotting against us and then what they do or whatever happens, you know, something bad happens and you're like dang why me I don't I can't trust none of these people that are in front of me but you can trust God right so what do we do we call upon God I remember I got pulled over I had some things on me and I call, I was like yo God please don't let me get caught up you know what I'm saying it's like petty things that that those are like things to show you that God's real you know what I'm saying like officer walked up to the car And by God's grace and mercy, he didn't smell a thing, not a single thing. Or if he smelled it, he didn't care about it. And I had just literally two minutes beforehand stopped smoking in that car. And then I had had my paraphernalia. I had drugs on me and I had distribution drugs not like personal it was like distribution like I'd go to jail for like a year but God's grace and his mercy didn't let the guy see my bag didn't let him smell nothing but what happened he said you were speeding it turned in real quick it's cool he's like um I got to give you a ticket for your expired registration. Just bring it down, show them that you have a current registration, and then it goes away. Bet. So out of that, I didn't even get in trouble. Basically, I just had to go down, show them that I had updated registration, and then bada bing, bada boom. Right? It's like, yo, if you call on God, especially in time of need, he's going to answer. Seek and you shall find, right? We're so focused on... I feel like we're so focused on trying to be perfect that we forget about God's grace. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I've talked about this too. Like, man, we got to try to make every shot. And that's true. You have to try to make every shot. But don't kill yourself if you don't make every shot. Because remember that God's grace and His love Is why he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for us His grace and his love Is why we wake up every day Undeservingly You know what I'm saying We may sin right before we go to sleep But he'll still wake us up to give us that chance I was laying down today and I was like Yo one day we're gonna die And I got scared And I I told my lady I was like come here Like I just gave her a hug I told her I loved her I seen my kids and I seen her, I was like, yo, one day we're going to die and you're really going to be standing face to face with God in awe, right? What are you going to say? You're going to see him, you're going to be like, like you're just going to be shook. You know what I'm saying? You're just going to be stuck. You're going to be like, uh, 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 what's up? I feel like I'm going to be shook. I'm going to be shocked. I'm going to snap out and I'm just going to bow down. I'm going to be like, yep, yes, sir. Like, I want to fall to his feet. You know what I'm saying? That's what I want to do. But I probably would be so shook and stuck that he's talking to me. Like, and he's like, yo, uh, why'd you do this? Why'd you do that? You know what I'm saying? And uh, it goes back to when we read Ecclesiastes. And um, it's like Ecclesiastes, I think, uh, 12, maybe. Let's see if we can find it. So it's Ecclesiastes 12, 13 through 14 says, here's the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep his commandments for this is the duty of all mankind. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Imagine that. Everything we go through. Imagine it. Everything we've been through, every sin that we have in the dark it's all gonna get judged. And if you think it's in the dark, it's not. Cause we've talked about it before. People will say like, hey, where's God at? And you're like, he's in heaven. Yeah, he's in heaven, but he's also in that conversation. He's standing right there next to you. He's standing next to the guy across from you. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy like how how life is. It's crazy how we just think we got everything, right? And we forget to lose sight of that. I remember I was like, I was just worshiping God. It was actually right before I got on the podcast. I was worshiping God and I felt this like extra layer of skin on me, right? It felt like extra layer of skin or like dirt or like when you put lotion on, you feel that like lotion thickness. You know what I'm saying? And I was praying and I was like, I was crying out to God and I was like, yo, just clean me, like cleanse me of all my evil. Like make me free. You know what I'm saying? Let me understand you and understand your word. Let me chase after you. If I got to read different books to understand you, if I got to read different things to to stay more in tune with you and to get better understanding of what it is to walk in your eyes and walk for you and to have you resting in my my body. That I don't live for myself, but I live for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll do anything. And for some reason, I was just praying, crying out, and I felt like a layer of skin was just getting scraped off my body. And it went from my right to my left. Like, I could feel, like, that extra layer of skin just coming off. Like, I lost some sweat glands. Like, I had, if I, if, like, imagine, like, you have hairy, hairy arms, and then it's just getting shaved off. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a hairy guy. So maybe that's not a good analogy. But I feel like I thought it was a pretty good one. I don't really know. But it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yo, we're here. But we're not here without God's grace and mercy. We're not here to just like. We're here to, to make our lives about Christ. You know what I'm saying? If we have a chance to pour into somebody, we should. But we're not supposed to just like be locked up you know what I'm saying like don't imprison yourself in religion but focus on your walk with God focus on the grace and the mercy that He gives you focus on trying to make every shot focus on fighting off temptation fighting off sin fighting off impatience and anger and un- unholiness and just like fits of rage and brawling and slander and gossip and lust and adultery and impurity you know what i'm saying we have to have peace love prosperity grace joy you know what i'm saying we got to carry these things to be what christ is you know what i'm saying there's a lot of people who like are stuck on their religion but they're not focused on their faith right somebody asks you what's your religion you say christianity but you say you say well uh, this is what i would say If somebody's like yo what religion are you? I'd be like, I'm I'm Christian, but what I consider my Christianity is a walk with God. So I live for him and he lives inside of me and we just walk together. And every day I know that I gotta, I, I, every day I know that I want, that I know I have to, but I know that I also want to. I gotta pray and read my Bible. And every day I gotta let him fix me because I can't do it. Every day I gotta ask for forgiveness because I'm not a sinner or because I'm a sinner. Every day I got to let him rest inside me and I got to be obedient to the Holy Spirit that lives inside of me. And I got to fight off those thoughts. I was listening to this podcast. It's called Southside Rabbi. And it's um it's with this guy, um KB. It's a Christian rapper. His name's KB. Bad Christian rapper. He has this song called King Jesus. Fire song. KB and um, No Big Deal. It's a fire song. And um, and his um, best friend, Amin Hudson. I was listening to it and I I was listening to what they were saying and they were talking about how God has love and he has grace for us, right? And we ask for forgiveness and we just think that that's it, right? Like they were saying like we have, we ask for forgiveness and we say these prayers, but we act like these prayers are spells. Like we act like God's a magician and we're just conjuring up spells, right? When we say these prayers, but what we forget to realize is when we say these prayers, it's not that you're saying something for it to just go away, but you have to put it into action. That's what they were saying. And it's true. I was like, yo, dang, that makes a lot of sense, yo. And I never understood that until I heard that. And um, they were just saying like how you want, like you can ask, you need to ask God for the strength and For him to like forgive you for those sins and to take those sins away. But you know what you have to do to fight them off. And if you don't know, those are things that you have to ask for. God, show me the actions I need to control my thoughts. Show me the actions I need to control my anger. Show me the actions I need to control my lust. Show me the actions I need to control my unfaithfulness to you, God. Right. So it's not about just, you know, we're not supposed to be conjuring up these Prayers, assuming that everything's just going to get fixed on its own. They use the analogy, it's like, like God provides, right? Um, So they said like, if you're somebody who doesn't have a job and you need a job and you're praying and asking for a job, but you're not going out and applying for the job, like what? You're just going to be sitting there expecting you to get a job without you applying, without you going to interviews, without you doing any of that stuff. And now it could happen. If God wanted it to happen, but that's not what it is. We're supposed to, you know, in that same analogy, we're supposed to pray and ask God to open up that job. And then we're supposed to go apply for jobs. We're supposed to call for jobs. We're supposed to, you know, if we get an interview, go to the interview, set up interview. You know what I'm saying? Like the same way that we serve God. It has to be in our action. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say it's it's like a walk. That's why I say it's a walk with God because I'm not standing still. I'm walking with Him. I'm trying to put my action to the Father. You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm a Christian, but my main goal is to walk with God, to make Him proud, to make Him happy, to have Him write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And that's not just going to come with no action. You know what I'm saying? God took act, he, God did so many actions to prove that He loved everybody, to prove that He can follow the rules that are set in place. You know what I'm saying? Don't, he said, don't have any other gods before me. When the devil comes and tempts him, what is his action? Flee from me, saying, He's telling him, yo, get away from me, dog. Somebody's pressing you. Yo, get away from me, dog. Or walk away. Walk away. Don't have so much pride and insecurity within yourself to allow that to happen. Now, somebody is trying to attack you and it's self-defense, that's something completely different. But remember, the people who talk the most and the people who are the loudest are are usually the people who are the most insecure. And that's a fact. Because real G's move in silence. And that's a fact. And what does that G stand for? It stands for God. <laughs> okay, because we ain't gangsters no more. We're God followers. I remember... Um, I like reading the NASB Bible because some of the things like that they say are just like insane like like the terminology's cool like i like the way that some of the words are some of them i haven't i haven't really read into too much but psalms 23 is the i walk through the valley the shadow of death and i shall fear no evil verse right well the first verse the first verse to that verse or the first verse to that chapter is the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Right? It's like, yo, that makes mad sense. Because if I read it in the NIV Bible, you know what I'm saying? Like, That's why I like, like switching up Bibles. And if I read a verse, I kind of don't understand it you got to go find something that you understand you can read the nlt bible you can read the nasb bible 1995 not 2020 um you can read the niv if you don't understand it i don't really get the k the kv the kjv or whatever the nkjv i don't really get that one that's like the thou with shalleth there's probably some good verses up in there but i just don't get it personally But right here, so in Psalms 23, in the NASB Bible, chapter 23, verse 1 says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. But in the NIV Bible, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Right? And it's just different terminologies. It's like, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. Is completely different than the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Right? Because if the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That means I have everything that I need, and He'll give me everything I need. When it says the Lord is my shepherd, it shows I. It's when it's saying the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It's like saying, Yo, the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want evil because I lack nothing in Christ. You see what i'm saying it's the same terminology but kind of different and different perspectives too it's like we have different perspectives in life or different perspectives and teachings or different perspective in you know our favorite colors or stuff like that favorite shoes you know favorite clothes whatever and it's like they i also um on Southside rabbi they were talking about that their main their main focus in life, right? To get understanding, to gain knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's in the Bible, whether it's in Christianity, whether it's in politics, whether it's in anything, recipes, anything. There they um the slogan that they live by is there is no easy answers. And that makes sense. Because we think we could just open up the Bible and start to understand everything, right? But it doesn't, it's like it could work that way and God might open up verses that like you get and we'll just, they'll just, just click right away. Boom, boom, boom. They'll just click it, right? But you might stumble across something and they keep going back to it so you can understand it. You might stumble across something and you're trying to figure it out. You got to find a way to understand something that you keep going back to because the Lord is trying to tell you to understand that something. You know what I mean? Whether you gotta look up, you know, the definition of the word, or look up different uh, versions of the Bible online, if you got a phone, you got the Bible app. They got like a hundred different versions right there. Uh, if you, I'm on my computer right now, if you have a computer, just type in bible.com, and they have different versions of the Bible right there. It's like that is action. You see what I'm saying, like. That's taking the action to show God that, hey, God, I love you. I know you have grace and you have mercy on me. And I'm not trying to like um, take that away from you. I'm not trying to spit in your face because I want to understand this. I want to get to know what this word means. I want to understand you more clearly. I want to get this parable that you're talking about. I want to get these different things. If you want to love God and you want to understand God, you got to put the time in for that understanding, for that love, and meditate on it. You know what I'm saying? And I keep hearing this word, like meditate. Every time I look everywhere, like I'm reading these. So like, I'm trying to start to read more books about God. And uh, it actually started by, um, I guess I, I it was a brother in Christ. His name is Tim, and he used to work at a job that I worked at that my pops is that my pops works at. And um, my pops was the supervisor of the locksmiths, or the lock room, right? And Tim, he works with um, shelving. It's a a door company, whatever. Um, But he works in the shelving area, and they're like, um, he's a Christian. And I remember seeing him, and he was always real cool with me, and he was a good guy. I guess my pops said told him um, that I've been trying to be like an evangelist in a way. I consider this evangelism. Evangelism to me is just talking about God. Any chance you get, whether it's saying, Yo, God bless you. I love you. Or starting a podcast or telling your friend about God or telling your friend about um, like a message or telling your friend about a Christian song that you heard or a Christian podcast. <laughs> it's like don't like don't think that evangelism is you going out giving the word of god to somebody leading them to christ and then saving their like letting them be saved because if you do little things eventually they'll build up to that and if they don't then they'll, they'll be trying to do it themselves calling on god and god will do it because no matter what we don't save souls god does and i read this book that Tim gave me shout out Tim he gave me this book about evangelism and I had it in my house for like a year or two years or how, whenever when he first gave it to me and right before I moved out like a couple months before or like a month before I read that I read that thing in like a, a one or two three days right I've never been a reader not I've never been a reader not really like a big reader didn't really care for books my my lady was actually a bookworm she'd read these like fat books when she was a kid in like two days and then reread them she's like yeah the story was okay I was like what the heck but it's um it's crazy how like God just changed me over time but that's because of my action I'm trying to figure out more I'm trying to understand what evangelism is I'm trying to understand what God is in the Bible and who he is and what he wants me to be here on earth you know what I'm saying and it's all about your convictions I don't know what I was talking about, but this is where I'm at now. Anyway, he um So Tim gave me that book and I was reading it. it's about evangelism, it's about this guy. I told you I think I told you guys about it in the in, in a couple episodes before, but it was about this guy and he, he was going out and he literally didn't take anything. All he took was like blessings that he got, right? And um he took like his phone, I'm assuming he took his charger, he took some clothes, and he, literally he just lived by faith. The first, like, one or two nights, he slept out in the streets of Florida. And he traveled from Florida all the way to the West Coast. And each time, like, he was moving, like, God opened up the door for him. He got a ride to the West Coast, literally. And somebody ran up, gave him money to pay for the fare, like, the tickets, the tickets to get there. And just people started hosting him. And then he wasn't sleeping on the streets no more. And then his homie came with them, And then after they were, like... They were vibing together and people were hosting them and all these great things. And then they slept out on the street again. And he still was like, he wasn't like bummed, but he was like, God probably did that to show him his mission. Like, don't forget, like, yo, like you're still living by faith. And if you have to sleep on the street, like sleep with it in grace, sleep with it in like happiness and joy. And um, but I was just reading it's like he said that he said that. He was starting to get like convicted and frustrated because he thought he wasn't saving souls. But God told him, he's like, yo, you don't save souls. You plant the seed. And when he said that, I was like, dang, that makes sense. Every time you come into contact with somebody, you're planting a seed. You're planting a seed of character, right? If somebody has an interaction with you and that's the only interaction that they're ever going to have with you. What was that interaction? Was it that of somebody who loves God? Was it that of somebody who's like pissed off? Was it that of somebody who's like angry or being lustful or, you know, being joyful? Like, what was it, you know, did you say God bless them? I've been trying to say that more because if I don't ever see somebody again and all I said was God bless them, that's a seed. You know what I'm saying? I don't need to take care of that seed. I don't need to water that seed. I'm not going to make the seed grow. That's God. That's what God does. We're here to live life and plant seeds everywhere. If you carry yourself in happiness and joy, and somebody's like, yo, why are they always so happy? Yo, why are you so happy? Bro, I just love God. I got stuff going on, but I know God takes care of me. You know what I'm saying? So I just got the joy of the Lord. And They're like, yo, this guy's tripping. But that's going to make them think. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, what is the joy of the Lord? Hey, hey, dog, let me holler at you real quick. Hey, what's the joy of the Lord? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's action. And that's what it is. It's action. We got to show our actions in our walk with God. We got to show our actions of faith. We got to show our actions of love. We got to show our actions of peace. Like, it's all of our actions. I've been listening to that podcast Southside Ride By and um, Dope podcast. You guys should check it out. It's on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, everything. Um, but it's like uh, it's very theological. It's Christian theological. The it's a Christian rapper and his best friend. They've been saved for like. 15 years i think 14 years they got saved when they were young like they thir- they got saved when they're like 16 and 15 or 16 and 17 something like that and the christian rapper actually saved his best friend that turned out to be his best friend they weren't like best friends already but they turned into best friends but it's just crazy because it's like you feel like constricted in life by what is good and what is bad and what you should do and what you shouldn't do but if you're building your relationship with God he'll show you what you should do and what you shouldn't be doing you feel me like he'll show you the conviction and that's what they say like like that's kind of what they talk about it's kind of like they speak in parables too in a way because they're talking about like theology and this and this and if you listen to what Paul, like they use verses bro like they're not like they're not Like, they're not not Christians. They're like for real, for real Christians. But they show the study of like Christ's theology. They show the study of like different apostles, like Paul the Apostle's theology. And what struck me about them is that I like Paul, like Paul in the Bible. I like him so much for some reason. Like I just his teachings, the way he is, the way he tells people, the way he talks to people. Like, I'm just, I'm a proponent for uh, for Paul's teachings, who also known as Saul from Tarsus, right? I'm a big fan. Shout out, Paul. When I, when I get to heaven, I'm going to dab him up and be like, yo, dog, did you ever make it to Caesar? Because the way you ended the book, or the way that Luke ended the book of Acts was lit. And uh, it just kept me reading. If you have not read the book of Acts, I encourage you guys to read it. It's so lit. That's when you find out about Paul's story, Paul's shipwreck his imprisonment him preaching to the Jews all that good stuff right and it talks about him like getting to Rome so he could talk to the Caesar and in the beginning it's saying like yo I'm gonna use you to talk to these people and he literally has a chance to get out of prison but he wants them to keep him in prison so he could talk to the highest powers and if you're not paying attention then you won't get it And I, I really was just into it, and I started paying attention. And in the book of Acts, he's fulfilling what God told him in the beginning. He's like, "Yo, you're gonna talk to these people, all these judges, and all these people in the Roman Empire, these high officials, who really didn't believe in Jesus whatsoever, were asking him about his charges. He was telling them their charges in a way where he was preaching the gospel, just like God said he would. Like, he didn't know he, like he, like how am I supposed to preach to the high officials, yo?" But this man's literally, literally on trial saying, yo, I'm getting falsely accused for preaching the name of Jesus of Nazareth. They're getting mad at me because I'm saying that Jesus got on the cross for my sins and everybody's sins in this room. Like he's literally like preaching to them while he's giving his plea. And they're literally like, yo, this, we could let this guy go for like, there's no charge against him. We could let him go. But the fact that he, um, I forgot what word they use, but they said like the fact that he used um like basically he said i want to get i want to take my um what is it i want to take my trial to the highest official to get his final judgment he was whether if he did this on purpose savage move if he didn't and it was all god savage move but like literally like the way he said it was like all these guys that came in it was like the 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 head judge and then it was like the emperor or no, it was the head judge and then it was like the head official or something like that. One of those two. And then it was the king. And they all were hearing the gospel of God. And even some of them, like he was just in prison chilling. And everybody knew he was like a free man is in, in, uh, in jail. But because he wanted to take his court case to the highest official, they couldn't let him go. And then while he was in prison, they were like, yo, hey, can you bring that dude so he can come preach some more to us? The Bible literally says that he went to go preach to the king and his wife and that that judge or whatever. And they were listening and paying attention so much that they got convicted and sent him away. But why would they have conviction in something they didn't believe in? You see how God works? It's about the action. Paul knew that he was just there to plant a seed because only through God can that seed flourish. Only through God does that sun rise in the morning. Only through God does the moon hit at night. Only through God does the stars light up the sky. And that's what we forget, it's about the action. It's not about what happens in that interaction, but it's about what happens. It's about you taking the step to take that action. You see what I'm saying? It's not about you got to remember too, like people are going to reject you. People are going to be like persecuting you and people are going to laugh in your face. And the Bible tells us that like, yo, we're going to get persecuted. We're going to get mocked. We're going to get laughed at. But rejoice because you're doing the Lord's work. It's about that action. Don't think that every every interaction you have about God is just going to be a fruitful one. But just remember to be obedient to what God tells us to do, and that's to share the gospel, to share the word, to know that there's only one way of life, that there's only one way of truth, and it's through Jesus Christ. That he died for our sins, he rose on the third day, and he left his Holy Spirit here on earth to surround us and fill us up with his peace, his love, his joy, and to bring conviction to the things that we do wrong so we can repent and turn away from them and never go back to them. Literally, God, all he wants us to do is be obedient and he'll take care of the rest. Even if we get rejected, he'll take care of the rest. For that rejection, you're gonna get blessed. For that rejection, you're gonna, you know, be happy. Be happy that you're getting persecuted for Jesus. Who wouldn't want to be persecuted for him? You know what I'm saying? It's about that action. That's literally what it is, it's about that action. And that's what we forget, is we're not conjuring up spells when we say prayers. We're not conjuring up things to like just magically make everything go away. But it's about action. If you don't like somebody or every time you hear somebody's voice, be like, they're God's children. Just be like, they're God's children. Hey, don't look at them like that. They're God's children. Replace those thoughts and those things that bring you down with different actions. And then those actions turn into habits. Then you won't lust at everybody you look at. Or you won't have bad thoughts about everybody you look at. Because in reality, it's just our minds so messed up that we don't know how to like fix it. Because that's just what we're used to. And then when it happens, all we think about is us getting scared and us sinning and us messing up. When in reality, we're still not changing it. We're just like, oh, Lord, God, forgive me for thinking that. Right. But if you change the action, you see somebody like, yo, they're God's children. Or if that thing happens, it pops in your head. Be like, nah, bro, what the heck? That's God's child right there. You know what I'm saying? If you look at somebody with a lustful eye, or if you even have, even if you're not trying to look at them with a lustful eye, but you see something and a thought pops in your head, immediately think of a different thought. Immediately be like, that's God's child right there. God loves them so much. God loves them so much. You know what I'm saying? Like replace those thoughts with better habits and those thoughts will change. That's something that I've learned. Something that I'm using. And. Like so far so good. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that's the key to life But I'm just saying like action you got to take action in changing things you got to change action in Like changing your perspective on the world You know what I'm saying? Because you could hate gay people. You could hate people of color You could be like um, sexist You could just think that everybody's beneath you because that's how you've carried yourself for so long So when you look at people you don't look at them with respect You look at them with judgment. And that's how I carried myself. I was so conceited and caught up in my own thing that every time I looked at somebody, that's like I would just act like I would judge them. I'm like, damn, their voice sounds weird. Or, hey, I don't like the way they sound. Or like, man, why are they talking like that? Or like, man, they don't even, you know what I'm saying? They don't know nothing about me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I make it all about me. I'm judging them. I'd be like, man, he don't, that dude ain't smart. He don't look smart. That dude looks, that dude's wearing glasses. He look goofy. You know what I'm saying? Or dang, she's dumb. You you just, you just start judging everybody, but you're not taking action to change those. Like those judgments. You know what I'm saying? Because in reality, we're not only like looking at somebody in a way that God wouldn't look at them, but we're also judging them. Because you don't know what anybody's going through. And we're not supposed to be judging people. I think the second commandment in the Ten Commandments is love your neighbor as you love yourself. Right? So how are you loving your neighbor if you're judging them? How you love your neighbor if you don't give them a chance? If you don't make that change to want to change, then you'll never change. And it's not to say that every thought in your head is gonna be changed. But if you take the if you take the action to change every thought that pops up initially, then that first thought will be the new thought that you put in your head. If you look at somebody if you look at something that's white and you say it's black. You're going to look at it and still think it's white. But one day, you're going to look at it and be like, that's black. The first thought. That's going to be your first thought is it's black. Because you're changing what you're seeing. You see what I'm saying? It's like if you tell yourself, yo, I can never do this. I can never do this. If you switch that to saying, yo, I can do this. I can do this. Through Christ who gives me strength, I can do anything. I can do anything who through Christ who gives me strength. I can do anything through Christ who gives me strength. Then you're going to have more self-confidence. Then you'll be like, yo, I can do that. Yo, I can lift that weight. Yo, I can run 10 miles. Yo, I can do this. I can do that. You see what I'm saying? Change happens with the strength that comes from Christ, but it also happens with the action that we take with Christ on our side, if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? In order for us to change, we have to want to change, right? That's what we've always heard. Yo, if you want change, you got, you got, if you want to change, then you, or if, what was I going to say? Like if you want change. It's like them saying, like, yo, if, if you want change, you gotta change, right? It's oh I'll use a different example. If you use if you use the example like, yo, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make it drink. Yeah, but if that horse takes the action to drink, then it's gonna be like it's gonna have water, it's gonna be hydrated, right? We're that horse that gets led to water, and when we don't take the action to drink. That's when we fall into sin. That's when we fall into disobedience. Because our initial thought from doing that so much, not drinking that water so much, is going to be hesitant. Which will be your first initial thought. And if you don't have a first initial thought, then good. Just keep putting godly thoughts in there. But that's your first initial thought. It's going to be when you get led to that water and you're hesitant at first, but then you drink. Sooner it'll get easier And easier, and the hesitation will slow down and go away. Before finally, you're just drinking water. That's what we have to remember. It's about action, and that's a very important thing that helped change my life. And I'm still learning and growing. Like there's still a bunch of books I want to read, but I got you know I got to get my car fixed. I got to pay bills on my new place. Like, but I know God will always take care of those things, and His timing is always perfect in mine. God's timing of breaking my car down. When he did is perfect. Why? Because I have somebody who's gonna be able to work on it for free. And maybe, you know, I'm gonna ha- I have faith that we're gonna get the money for it to get fixed. I have faith that all well, my bills are still gonna be paid. He's growing my faith. I'm not worried or doubting him anymore like I would have been like three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks ago. Even then. To this day, he still grows our faith. And that's what we we'll forget. But it's by action. If my first thought was like, son of a mother, mother trucker, gosh darn it, son of a, you know what I'm saying? Shamalama Ding Dong, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yo, God, what are you up to? You building my faith? Because I trust in you. And it went from $500 to just getting the parts. And then I can get it fixed. Easy money. I went from having no grocery money to getting blessed with some grocery money. You know what I'm saying? I went from not, us having to take the Wi-Fi box in, to God turning the Wi-Fi box on right now. Like the way that He works, is His timing is just better than ours. His timing is smarter than ours. His timing works better than ours. His timing is on time. That's like that's just it. But we have to take the action for it to be on time. You see what I'm saying? Like, don't have that action of worry. Don't have that action of doubt. Don't have that action of like, gosh, darn it, son of a gun. You feel me? But have that action of like, dang, this sucks, but I know God's going to get me through. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you get spanked when you're a kid. You don't know why you're getting spanked. But when you get older and you get spanked, you're like, dang, I'm getting spanked because I did this wrong. And this sucks right now, but it's whatever right they're build. they're like we're trying to get built up to have that understanding to know that we can't do what we were doing right so if you're getting spanked you know you're not supposed to do what you're doing if something happens to you and you start to worry and doubt god then you know you're doing something you shouldn't be doing that's a that's like a faith check right there you know what i'm saying everybody wants to track their orders online yo when's my shipment coming in this this and this God's putting trials in our in our path and in our way to figure out, yo, how's their status on my faith? Do they trust in me? Are they faithful? Are they worrying? Are they doubting? You see what I'm saying? It don't work like that. Like we don't take every test that you go through as a test of faith. Like, yo, where am I at in my walk right now? Where am I at in my action with God right now? Am I going to doubt him? Am I going to hate him? Am I going to get pissed? Am I going to do this? Am I going to do that? Or am I going to be glorious and rejoice every day till I get through this? You see what I'm saying? It's about the action. I promise you. The more you take action in Christ, the more you'll see a change in your life. Replace every thought with a beautiful action from Christ. A great affirmation of encouragement from Christ. Yo, I don't think like that no more, bro. I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? You, you have a bad thought in your head? You just tell yourself, hey, I don't think like that anymore. God loves them and those, these are God's people. Or god wouldn't do that i'm not doing that you see what i'm saying you got to take action into changing everything that you were because now we're converting into trying to be better people we're trying to convert ourselves but we can't convert ourselves if we're not taking action in christ if christ isn't living within us how are we going to take christ-like actions to change it that's why we had to let christ live inside of us so that he can help us change that with action or else we're going to be stuck in the same rotation asking for the same forgiveness over and over and over again and it's a process so don't kill yourself and don't be upset with yourself that you can't get through something because there's another faith test where's your faith at do you think you're gonna get through this or do you have faith that god will get you through this it's a faith test stay faithful and god will be fruitful you know what i'm saying I'm going to read one more passage, and then uh, I'm going to let you guys go, because I know y'all are probably tired of me already. I actually just flipped open my Bible, and I landed on this, so it's, I've never read this book before, not going to lie, but it's because I'm trying to understand everything that I'm reading, so I'm not, like, like, it'd be, like, no point for me to read and not understand, so I'm trying to understand what I can right now, and then move on to different books in the Bible, but check this out, so I just opened this up. It's, um, Nahum, I think Nahum, um, N-A-H-U-M, something like that. Nahum chapter one, verse three says the Lord is slow to anger, but great in power. The Lord will not leave the guilty unpunished. His way is the whirlwind and the storm and clouds are, and clouds are the dust of his feet, right? So, what does that mean? His way is the whirlwind and the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. What does that mean? Let's figure it out. There's no easy answers. Not one. Not if you really want to understand. so the Lord is slow to get angry but his power is great he never lets the guilty go unpunished he displays his power in the whirlwind and the storm the billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet okay see I just read this on NLT it's like kind of saying the same thing but I understand it a little better so the Lord is slow to get angry but his power is great and he never lets the guilty go unpunished so he's saying like those who come against us and persecute us those who want to make us feel unholy or those that want to bring us down or those that just want to like talk bad about us you know what i'm saying and we respond with grace we respond with mercy we respond with love god will never let them go unpunished he's doing something in their life putting them through a trial so that they can call upon him for forgiveness you know what i'm saying even though they're trying to hurl like hurl insults at you like it's your fault Remember that every time somebody wants to attack us, as Christians and as people who walk with God, who hold hands with God, people want to attack us because they see something inside of us that they don't have. They see a sense of peace in a way that they want, but don't have. They, sen- they sense a peace. They sense a. They sense a form of peace that is unattainable because either they know how to release it, or they just don't know how to ask for it, and they're not going to ask you for it because. A lot of us are just too prideful. A lot of us are too prideful to ask for help. But if you put your pride aside, you'll be able to find help. If you put your pride aside, you'll be able to understand everything. And you'll be able to take action. All right, so that's what the first part means. It says, he displays his power in the whirlwind and the storm. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet. So I didn't get that when I read it in the NIV. But the, NL- the NLT Bible, his display, he displays his power in the whirlwind and the storm. Meaning, whatever we're going through, he'll get us through. What I'm going through in my car, that's my whirlwind and my storm. That's the thing that's trying to sweep me away. But his power, all that's beneath him. All the clouds of dust, all the the things that seem too cloudy for us to walk through. God's like, yo, grab my hand and let's get through it. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet. All that dust that is created from the wind, all that dust that's created from the storm... He steps on it and over it. And he's like, yo, look, check this side out. It's way better. He displays his power in the world, when and the storm. He will show us that we don't have to worry about what's going on. But as long as we stay faithful to him, then he'll provide. He's going to fix my car. He's going to bless me with the money for it. He's going to bless me with all my bills paid on time. He's going to bless me with all these things because I'm going to stay faithful to him. Because the devil keeps trying to bring me down. Because the devil makes me too tired to, you know, whatever. Hey, bro, you're tired. Go take a nap. Okay, that's fine. I can take a nap, but I'm still not going to put God on hold. And that's what I learned. Like, it's about my convictions. I know if I don't sleep when I need to sleep at certain times that I won't understand what I'm reading. So what am I going to do? I'm going to go take a quick nap or I'm going to go nap. I'm going to wake up and then I'm going to read so that I understand. I no longer feel convicted about not doing stuff like that. But that's just because God showed me through that podcast. He showed me through different things that I read in the Bible. Like, bro, I have grace and mercy on you. Like, I love you. You know what I'm saying? But don't forget about me because I have grace and mercy on you. Don't forget about what I brought you back from because I have grace and mercy on you. Don't allow these blessings to distract you of the love and where you got the blessings from. You see what I'm saying? So... I'm going to be more dedicated to this podcast now that I'm moving in and it's going to be like a little wonky for the first like couple of weeks because I got to figure out like my studio or not even my studio but I just got to figure out my setup and everything but I think I found it and you know through God's grace his mercy and his power like everything's going to work out and it's just going to be a blessing but yeah like just remember that He displays the power in the world when in the storm. So when you're going through that storm and when you're going through that, you know, that wind that's pushing you back. You ever walked in a hard wind and you feel like yourself, like not walking as fast as you usually would, like it's a little bit slower. Yeah, God's power is going to make you run like Hussein Bolt through that storm. So don't worry. Every season is temporary and every season goes. So don't Stress. That was it y'all. <laughs> Remember take action. All right. Lord God, thank you for bringing us here today, Father God. I pray God that we would just take action. I pray God that we would just want change, feel change and ask you for the change, Father God, and that we would ask you to show us how to change, Father. That the actions that we need to change, that you would give us that guidance and just give us that book that we need, Father God, to to that instruction manual that we need, Father God, to get everything done to 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 have that change in our life. We pray that you would just fully take care of us, fully watch over us, bless us, keep us safe. And we just thank you, God, for your, your almighty power, your glory, Father God. As we read right now in Nehemiah um, chapter one, verse three, Father God, it said that your your power is great, Father God, that you display your power in the world, when you display your power in the storm, Father God, and you will get us through, and that all that dust is beneath your feet, Father, and we believe that, Master, every single thing that we're going through right now, Master, I pray that you would just allow our storms and our transgressions and all of our our guilt, Father God, our sins, everything, Father God, for you to just have it, and that you would just take it away from us, Father God, that you would just remove it from our lives, Father, and that you would give us the actions that we need To get over them that you would give us the actions we need to overcome them and i pray god that you would just be our best friend that you would be the center of attention in our lives and that we would just continuously take action for you take action for your love take action for your patience that we would have a relationship with you father god that we would walk with you on a daily basis that we would hold hands with you and talk and just communicate and have intimacy father god and i pray father god for you to just be with us pray father god for you to watch over us And I pray, Father God, for every single person who's listening and not listening in this world, Father God, that they would just come into contact with you, Father God, that they would seek you for their peace, seek you for their their hunger, seek you for their thirst. And I pray, God, that you would continuously fill us all up. I pray, God, that you would forgive us for our sins, Father God. Forgive me for my sins and everybody else of their sins, Father, that you would just rid us. We repent, Father God, and that we would just chase after you. I pray, God, that you would just fill us up with that guidance. Allow us to turn from our sin. Allow us to turn from the things that hold us back from our relationship with you, and I pray, God, that you would just allow us to build each other up and that you would build us up, most importantly. We just love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. What, what? That was a podcast, y'all. I'm actually in my kid's bedroom right now in their closet, so we got blessed. We actually have like these like walk-in closets. They're pretty lit. Their closet is bigger than our closet, though, which is insane, but we have a bathroom in our room, which is cool. It's um, it's pretty big. I thought the apartment we were at before was big, but that, I think that was just God showing me grace. Like He was just like, like I got here and He just like wiped my eyes and He's like, oh okay, so this is pretty big. But it's like I think it's like nine hundred square feet or something like that. So it's not too like it's not. I don't live in like a mansion or anything, you know. And these walk-in closets are pretty lit though. But I, I actually have enough room, so I have I have eating tables. I don't know if you guys use eating tables, but I have eating tables and I have... Okay, I still don't have my mic, so don't judge me. I'm still talking off the computer mic, you know. Once everything starts to fall into place, I'll probably buy another one. So I can start using the mic again. And So if the quality of the sound is down, I apologize. But I have two eating tables. So I have one with my Bible next to me, my cup of coffee, and this little... um book that i wrote some stuff in like some notes that i didn't touch at all during this freaking whole thing so that's cool you know what i'm saying <laughs> you ever like write stuff down you're like cool yes i'm gonna use this and then you just never even like touch it it's pretty cool let's actually see what's written on this so paul's theology talking about shout out Southside red vibe is on here how to stay the path um being truthful and not flexing what we ain't and then i wrote how to carry joy what is intimacy what can we do to obtain emotional freedom what is self-righteousness huh i think we covered actually some of these things but not all of them i do want to get to the self-righteousness thing real quick so self-righteousness so when we're coming to god we got to remember that we are not holier than anybody else so if somebody ever confides in you or you ever see somebody who's in need don't judge them because god does not judge us so we should not judge anybody else according if you judge somebody that's kind of like that's basically self-righteousness like yo like dang they commit those sins like man they're sinners or they're not as close to god as i thought like you can't think things like that you know what i'm saying if somebody confides in you and asks for prayer and asks you to do things for them or they're just they just need to get something off their shoulders carry that with love carry that as somebody seeing you as like a light they're like man i feel like i can trust this person so much because you know for some reason i just like i'm attracted to this person in a non-sexual way they can be you guys can be attracted in a friendship way, like, without being, without doing the nasty, you know what I'm saying, but don't carry yourself with self-righteousness, and this is what self-righteousness is, it's where, it's where we hide our sins, and all of our anxieties, and it's when we, like, put all that stuff to the side, and just have a poker face on, like, we're the perfect Christian, right, we can't act like we're holier than anybody, because that's far from the truth, nobody's, like, we're all basically on the same level, like, level, Like we're all basically on the same level. Some people might understand the gospel a little bit more than us, but that doesn't make them better than us. And we got to remember that. So if we understand the gospel more than somebody else or somebody else is confiding in us to tell us their sin and wanting for like wanting us to pray for them, then we shouldn't judge them and don't have that judgment in your heart. And that goes back to actions like, don't have those thoughts in your heart. And if they do replace them, be like, yo, that's the enemy talking right now. Yo, I love this person. And they love me so much that they're trying to tell me stuff that's holding them back to getting to God's glory. And you know what? I'm going to pray for them and I'm going to do this and and just be like, yo, God, give me the words to say to this person right now. And it's going to happen fast, like quick. You know what I'm saying? But if you're in tune with God, you'll take that action and remember it because you don't want to just give a, like a You don't want to give the universal answer. You know what I'm saying? While they're talking, take a second. Remember what they said. Ask God to, you know what I'm saying? Because somebody who's willing, somebody who wants help is willing to wait for the help. And that's what you got to remember. So somebody who's coming up to you and needs to talk to you about something or is letting something out. Just remember what they're saying. Listen to them. Don't judge them. And just figure it out. Like, like. Just ask God, like, yo, God, please, just guide my guide my words, guide my answers right now, and help me, help me to help this person, Father God, through you. Let me be this vessel right now, and then He'll give you the words to say, and just like listen, you know what I'm saying? Don't act better than anybody. So I did want to cover that. We're not better than anybody. Everything else, um, we either hit or we're gonna save for a later date. So that's how that goes. But yeah, so I'm in their closet right now. Um, so you walk in, it's the living room, our little kitchen, our little dining room, and then to the right is our bedroom, and our kids do not sleep with us. Or our kids do not sleep in their own room. They are... My son's two, and my daughter's not even one yet, so no shot, no shot whatsoever. They're sleeping with us, or sleeping in their own room. But... um. Yeah, so I'm in the room right now. I was going to make their room. We were going to make their room a studio for um, work. Well, it's not work. It's, I don't know. I don't consider this work. I consider this like just, I guess it's the Lord's work. I don't really know. I, can, I consider us like, I don't really know what I consider this, like, this podcast. I don't really consider it a job or anything. I just consider it me doing a podcast. I I love doing this. Like, it's awesome. I wish I could do it. As frequent as I want but now that I have space for it it's definitely gonna happen more because I'm sitting in this closet I'm like yo this is amazing but I was gonna actually like we were gonna set something up in their room but I felt like selfish about it so I don't like I don't I'm not gonna take the room away from them I want them to have like playing space and I don't want to get a desk and put our stuff on it and then like be like yo you can't touch this this is your room but this part of the room is mine you know what i'm saying i didn't want to be like that so what i'm going to do cuz i know they're not going to sleep like we're going to get them beds like not like a big bed but like i'm going to get my i want to get my son a car bed and uh this is all going to be later down the road no shot this is happening right now like get this man a car bed but not get my car, like get our car fixed like no shot but um it it'll happen in time I want to get them a bed one we're gonna split the room in half basically it's gonna be a girl side and the boy side and my little princess she's not gonna sleep she's not gonna sleep in the room but we're still gonna like put her like crib and stuff in the room because she still has her like her crib and um, her bassinet and stuff so we're gonna split it down the room and have her little girl side and get like want to try to get her some like girl drawers and then put my papa's side on the right side get him his little car bed cuz they take naps you feel me and i know i could put them in here while they take naps and you know i then i could just move this right now like move what i have my, move my little setup over there um to my room or wherever but i want to put his car bed against the wall and then you know put like his little stickers and something like that in there and then i want to get them a treasure chest so they can put their toys in it like um andy from toy story he has all his toys in there and then um yeah like there's no shot they're getting a tv in the room though i don't yeah we're we're not very like tv oriented if that makes sense but um yeah it's um it's coming along there's a bunch of boxes everywhere i've barely cleaned out the my wife's been working so it's really just been me watching the kids trying to unpack things and we still we don't even have like half of our stuff because we like we literally just had to get all the big stuff out first and that took up like all day um just because like the trips take like they took forever but um yeah so i don't know but like i said like the setup i have right now is pretty cool because i'm in their closet so i have like two eating tables one of them had the bible that book my coffee the other one has the computer that I record um and then it has like this box that i use that i've been using since the other since i lost my mic i use it to elevate it so i'm not looking like looking down at the computer yelling at the computer it just like level with me and then i jacked my wife's uh, makeup chair so that's my that's my little setup right now it's pretty lit I like it. I really do. I feel so comfortable in this setup right now. Like it's mad crazy. Like I was like, yo, I got to get a desk, I got to this, I got to do that. But I'm like mad chilling right now where I'm at. Like it's insane like like it like when I get the mic, I wouldn't even need like like I really don't need anything else. That's pretty much it. It's just so cool. I do want to start recording videos, like recording the podcast and posting videos on, uh, YouTube for you guys, but I think that's gonna be a process, like, I gotta get there first, you know, I wanna get in, I wanna get more consistent with uploading, and then we'll get there, you know, but it's just fun, man, like, like, I, I, I don't know, like, yeah, I just don't know, like, some people ask me, like, yo, do you get paid for that, I was like, no shot, like, I don't wanna get paid for this, this is, like, I just don't do it for that. I don't do it for money. Like, sometimes that's what, like, the motive seems to be for everybody is like money. But if you do something for money, you're never going to love what you're doing. Never. Because, like, when they say money is the root of all evil, it literally is the root of all evil. Like, it really is. Because it's like, if you're doing something for money, it's the root of greed, right? So it's like, you're not really, like, you might work hard for it and work at it. But you're never going to put as much love and passion in it and share like beautiful things about it. Like if I was doing this for money, I would not tell you guys like how I want to set my kids room up. You know what I'm saying? That's not something you do for money. That's just something like it's like we're friends, like like we're friends. I'm telling you guys like what I want to do for my kids. And I tell you guys that I love my kids. I love my wife. I love Jesus. Like I'm just I don't really know why i do it i just do it because i feel like the lord wants me to do it and i feel like he likes that i do it and i like doing it a lot too and um you know whether there's nobody listening five people listening 10 20 30 it doesn't matter to me like like i was so caught up in numbers and like figuring out if i should do it but i'm just like yo i want you guys to like i want you guys to be like in tune you know what i'm saying like i want to talk to you guys like I wish I had a live chat, like all that fun stuff too. But it's just, I don't know, man. I just like doing it. Like I don't really know. I just like doing it. So, yeah. But I started reading books too. Like I'm trying to read more books. There's actually a book that I want to read. It's called the Screw, the Screw Tape Letters, I think. Something like that. It's about it's it's a um, by C. S. Lewis, the author of Narnia, which that's what he's famous for. But this, the Screwtape Letters, is about this guy. So it's like a fictional book. But he's writing to, it's the devil or like somebody. It's Screwtape is the, like the demon or whatever. And uh, Screwtape's writing to this other demon that's his nephew who's on the rise to become a demon. But he's writing him on how to um catch people in sin so how to like set up sin how to do this so it's like it's like a it's like a book showing you how the devil has setups to make you fall and he it, and i think it goes into explain like what to avoid so they don't fall back to grace you know what i'm saying so it's like it's basically showing you the enemy's playbook is what it's doing And uh, Southside Rabbi actually mentioned it, and they said it was a good book. And my wife said she thinks she read it a while back, which is insane, because if she read it, then it's probably a good book. Well, yeah, yeah, it's probably a good book. (laughs) But um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. I just started getting into it. I remember I bought some Diary of a Wimpy Kid book. Shout out, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. If you ever read that, definitely please let me know and um oh yeah i still have the email and the link guys so if you guys need to get a hold of me if you guys need prayer if you guys need specific things email me or you guys can message me on instagram at imperfect man podcast i will try to go back to you the only thing is i don't have a phone so that's why i'm not on social media and social media is toxic so i really try to stay away from it i do got to be more consistent on it and just not look at stuff like look at comments or anything but it's not like i have like a million followers or anything but it's just still like i don't want to get caught up in staring at my social media all day um but yeah so message me on social media that's something that i'm gonna try to get more into with more in tune with because like people just need to see jesus on their feet sometimes you know and that's just what it'd be about um jesus for life but yeah so it's about um but that's what the book's about that's what i want to get um but yeah oh diary of a kid so i used to read diary of a kid like i was always that kid trying to get the diary of a kid book but it was like either always checked out or it was the same book that i read but i would still get it anyway that was me and um i think this was like a year or two ago at our old place i literally ordered two diary of a wimpy kid books that i haven't read yet and they were good And I was like, yo, I still like these books. So, I do want to get the Diary of a Wimpy Kid book collection and read all of them. I think I have Wrecking Ball. And Wrecking Ball. I have Wrecking Ball and I have another one. the, the, The second book I have is about them going on like a family vacation or something. I don't know what it's called. I forgot. But I haven't read it. I finished it in like, I don't know, a day, two days maybe. And then I read actually the, I read like a couple chapters of the very first book or maybe it was the whole book. I'm not sure. On Funbrain. If you guys ever use Funbrain, shout out Funbrain. That's freaking hilarious. But I used Funbrain. um, When was it? That was like a year or two ago too. But I found it on Funbrain for free. So I read like whatever they had. I don't know how much they had. I think it might've been the whole book. But I, I literally read on FunBrain. Shout out FunBrain. There's a skateboard. If you play the skateboarding game on FunBrain, shout out to you. Because that game was so lit. Like, jumping over the trash cans, so lit. Guy looked like Phineas. And, the guy looked like Ferb from Phineas and Ferb, I'm pretty sure. Or like, he looked like Phineas with Ferb's body or something like that. It was insane. But yeah, guys. Um. So yeah, that's what I'd be on. <laughs> uh, if you guys can, keep me in your prayers. Pray for the car. Pray for just prosperity pray for um encouragement pray for consistency for me pray for like just love peace joy all that awesome amazing stuff that jesus brings i need it all you can never have too much jesus you can never have too much prayer so um yeah this has been a long one i think this might be the longest podcast we've ever had so that's cool but hey remember we're in the new house now so we're gonna be more consistent on uploads gonna be more consistent in jesus and um yeah um thank you guys for tuning in man um if you guys aren't following the podcast follow because there's like 10 of you guys that i have um that are consistent listeners so some of you guys ain't following i could see it don't know who any like i don't know who's not following but the 10 consistent listeners you guys need to follow okay if you're listening to this follow if you're not listening to this then you should be listening to this and whoever is listening to this ain't sending it to you. So send it to them. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. Um, don't forget to follow the podcast, please. Because we got to get Jesus out there. And when you guys follow, it lets more people see Jesus. Um, What else? I didn't even say it, guys. Oh, oh. I know you're tired of me but I ain't tired of you. Peace, guys. I love you guys. Remember, all glory to God. Oh, wait. What was I going to say? Never mind. I forgot. I like kicking in with you guys. Love you guys. Peace. I'm out.